Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bump Podcast, episode number 207. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? I'm here getting out of quarantine. I'm all happy. This is a, this is a happy days ahead. I feel it's going to be happy days. Maybe we are flattening that curve. We're getting things done. We're surviving our quarantine, but looking forward to getting out. I know we had the first really beautiful weekend, you know, high 60s, early 70s this past weekend and was outside a lot doing some bike riding with the little guy and doing some yard work, doing some real back to nature work, which felt really great, but still not as fun as skiing. You do what you got to do to get by. I mean, I'm dying down here because I'm not skiing in the first place, but it's been like 80 degrees for the past month and a half and you haven't been able to do shit. And finally, things are opening up. I went golfing yesterday, shot a really shitty round, but I was out drinking beers, shanking some balls. I think I hit a house yesterday. It was bad. They just pop out of nowhere, those houses, right? (laughs) Had some really bad shots. Let's put it that way. That's pretty terrible. Communities that has a golf course. And I'm like, you live on a golf course. You know your house is going to get hit once in a while. So, hey, nobody came out yelling at me. So I was like, sorry. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibonepodcast.com. If you could, please go and subscribe to our email, which we will be getting out a little more actively, we believe, which is on the website. There is a couple spots where you can sign up. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Sign up, subscribe, rate us. That would really help us get the word out. We would appreciate that. And it doesn't cost you anything. It takes like 15 seconds. I mean, have you have time. There. You are in quarantine. You have time. Just help us out. We'd really appreciate it. Our ratings are wonderful. We have like 4.9 out of 5 on iTunes. Oh, sweet. Pretty damn good. And only 90% of them are us and under fake aliases, right? <laughs> 10% are real. I, that's what I want to look at. Like, don't, no, we had a few that came in. Like, Don't look too closely. It's fine. Check us out on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are at Ski Bum Podcast. Damn, there's the old logo there. Uh, dude, I'm still trying to fix that. I don't know what's going on like, with the old logo. It's like a plague. It just kind of follows us around. On the phone, if you're on the actual podcast app for That's Apple, new one, right? it works though. It's the new one. But for some reason, when you go to iTunes on the web, it shows the old logo. I like it. I like the throwback. I haven't seen that logo in a while. And I want to, we got to bring it back. Nah, the old logo is just. It's too it was a creation of, of that's how the inception of this whole experiment started. It, it had its time. That's for sure. It had its time. Yes. It was from a different era. And now we've moved on and evolved, which, hey, I'm glad it existed. It gave us a platform, but we had to we have some logo gear with it on as a throwback once in a while. Every once in a while, pepper it in there. We'll get some like like half tees from like the 80s. And we'll put that oh, logo on there, right? Even better. We get the yeah. onesie uh, ski suit where the 80s throwback. We, we're doing that logo all over. It could be cool to do as a pattern. Yeah, that logo works as a pattern. We could do that. That is a checkered pattern is really. Speaking sharp. of stuff, you can go to skibumpodcast.com slash shop and get some stuff. We have Do a couple of 36 ratings. Uh, see, we ask people if they will go and rate us and people are doing it. So it's really been helping us. That kept boosting our ranking, our notoriety or yeah. something. It boosts it. So there's, it gets it into boosts something. It boosts something. Something. Hey, they're it, all almost five stars. It turns up the boost juice. So if you could do that, it would really help us out. So thank you. Yeah, one person advance. gave us a four star. 
I respect. You know what? I respect. He's like trying to keep the the upper limit free. So but that keeps. Right. But you know what? That keeps us honest too. We don't want people to all give us five stars and think we're so amazing. We need to be cut back down to reality sometimes. So I respect yeah, they, that. They loved the content. The production values could be improved. Otherwise, solid podcast. I will say there when there was a a certain string of podcasts that I was editing them we were working and out the kinks. Well, the problem was the stuff that I was editing out, I was saving as the original. So there was all kinds of <laughs> the stuff that I was cutting out was staying in. Oh, so nice. when it, we'd be like, Hey, I'm going for a bathroom break. And we did like <laughs> dead air for like five minutes. <laughs> that was left in there. I'm like, oops. Because the software that I was using, I didn't understand what I was doing. So I've learned my lesson, trying to not do that anymore, jacking up the production value, and hopefully it's better now. Mr. Four out of five stars. I want you to go back in there and I want you to re-listen and I want you to give us a new rating. That's right. What do you think? How are we doing now? Have we so my favorite is Bum Savants, a magical meandering through ski beer and the world writ large. Which should have been at large, but it's writ large. So whatever. You can tell we didn't write that because that's far too poetic. It is. So we love that. So you too could write a review and perhaps we will read it on air. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I think we got to do that. We get a new one. We're reading it that week. That's That could be one of our new segments is reading reviews. That's right. So yeah, if you go onto iTunes and you review us, you may have your review read. And if you have some wacky name like... You know, bend over or <laughs> something, something jungle dinger, whatever it is, like whatever yeah. you got going, whatever kind of freak name you got, we'll read it. Amanda Hug and Kiss. You know, go watch watch some old Simpsons episodes, steal some of Bart's lines. That's fine. We'll we'll definitely mention it and we'll read it on air. So Yeah, that'd be good. So thank you everyone for listening. We really, really do appreciate it. And those who've been ordering swag and those who've been hitting us up and for free stickers, you do that too. Preferably on Instagram. Send us a DM if you want stickers. Or send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. We're happy to do it. And hope you guys are safe and having fun and uh, not losing your minds. We're here to help in any way that we can. So thank you. So Mario, let's kick this thing off the way we always do. It's time for our pray today. I'll pray today style. You know, uh, you know how we help? Wow, that was that was an intense open there. That's a crisp sound. So I'm going to be partaking today. Uh, I just opened this. this is the first time trying this one. Flying uh, embers. Whoa, look at you. Yeah, flying embers, hard kombucha. So Brian has hard, had hard kombucha on the show a few times. I've never, I had soft kombucha. Soft kombucha. I had soft kombucha. There was no jacked up extra alcohol. It was just whatever you natural. Had a good amount of alcohol, like three percent. It was under three. Under three. Under three. But that was because of natural fermentation. There wasn't any sort of natural. But so, what do those hard kombuchas do? Do they actually just reinforce it with extra booze, or what do they do? Like, how do they get hard? <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey we're we're like five minutes into the show. We're <laughs> talking about how do we get hard? Somebody's flipping through. Oh, I think this is the beginning. So how do they get hard? <laughs> different strokes for different folks, right? <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, no, I think they just brew it. 
So the other one that you had was just kombucha and it had a residual 3% in there. So they must exactly. add something into like extra sugar or something to get that alcohol content up. I'm not exactly sure, but it's funny how all these, whatever sort of beverage exists, there's like a hard version of it now. Remember that was the one. And they put that hard version on it just to, just to let you know there's alcohol in it. Right. Remember there was for a little while, they had all those hard hot or chocolate milks. It was like hard chocolate milk or oh, no. there was that a few of those. No. That really sounds gross. Hey, it's just boozy chocolate milk. Boozy chocolate milk. Mm, so really I guess you throw a little Bailey's in it. They can know. booze up anything. Yeah, there was a couple different there was at least a few different brands that were coming out with those. Well, the scary thing is hard water. If you ever see hard water, <laughs> definitely try it. It is fucking scary because you're like, this tastes like Gatorade. But there's like, I think 6% alcohol in them. And oh, it is man. like this thing. I could see working out and just grabbing one of these and be like, oh, this is like a, uh, you know, Powerade or something like that. And it's like 6% alcohol. You're just like, just killing yourself right there. Just going to pass right out. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, and they have it on tap at some places, especially the little breweries down here. So this is Flying Embers Hard Kombucha. It's the pineapple chili. And the reason I'm a little like afraid to drink this, a lot of times the chili is a little hot for me. So a little delicate, my delicate sensitivity I have. So, you know, fragile taste buds. Yeah. I'm a little afraid. I'm like, be afraid. So this is, it's a pineapple chili is the flavor. Uh, it's juicy pineapple with a hint of ginger and subtle, refreshing chili finish. Now this is how it's built. They're saying it's brewed with live probiotics and their adaptogen root blend of ginger and turmeric. So I'm thinking this is really fucking healthy for me. It's absolutely healthy. Yeah. Ginger, turmeric. That's all good stuff. At 6%, at 6.8% alcohol, I'm thinking this is really good to drink. Wow. This is actually really good. Okay. So on the front, I taste a lot more pineapple and then a, a hint of chili. And then on the finish, I'm getting that ginger and a little bit more chili, but it's not too hot. It's really good. It actually tastes more gingery than chili because you know how ginger gets that hot, like that very potent hot flavor? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, but it's not overpowering. I tell you, this is really balanced. You still get that pineapple throughout. Um, yeah, I'm liking this. This is pretty good. Wow. I'm actually very intrigued now and want to check this out. Because I usually hate stuff with chili because it's like chili overpowers a lot of stuff, you know? Uh, so yeah, it really lot. depends on the the brewer or whatever yeah. whoever whoever makes kombucha. I don't know if they're a brewer or a, a yeah, they brew it. A right. witch. I don't know who what, what kind of person. A mixologist. Like who actually makes kombucha? Like, do they it have sounds like a, a witch would title do it. or a warlock, right? A warlock, yeah. A paladin. <laughs> they have a bunch of cool looking flavors. Now, after having this one, I think I would try the other flavors because they have some cool sound ones. They have ancient berry. They have ginger and oak, lemon orchard, it's probably all lemon, black cherry, which is probably going to be like, you know, I'm probably going to get Melanie to try this because she loves those um, black that's cherry. 7.2. Wow. The black cherry. Yeah. That's one of those that she'll have two count. of those and just face in the sand kind of thing. Um, and then the other one, I usually don't like grapefruit, but I like thyme. They have grapefruit thyme. So yeah, this stuff, they have some really interesting flavors. And they have a subscription plan, it looks like, too, where you can just have it sent to you occasionally. 
as long as you are not in the communist states. Uh, you can't get in Jersey. This you is can't California, get California, Nevada, D.C. Uh, what's MT? Montana? Montana, North Dakota, Nebraska, and D.C. are the only places you can get it. Wow. Goddamn North Dakota can get it, and we can't get it. Hey, I got it in Tampa here at Publix. So well, that's just their subscription. You can't get the subscription. Yeah. But if they're carrying it at, uh, you know, Publix is a pretty big chain. So if they carry it there, you might have a chance of finding it. So I got to say, I'm very impressed. I'm liking this one. Damn. I made you send me a case or so of it. Yeah. See if you can get it. If not, I'm shipping some up. Oh, there's places around here me that have it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Whole Foods has it. A couple of liquor stores nearby. All right. It's no big deal. So I should be able to find this stuff. Now, I got to see their advertising, uh, zero sugar, which I guess the alcohol converts it, but there's no sugar in it. It tastes, I, it has a good flavor, though. Zero sugar, zero carbs, vegan, gluten-free, 115 calories. So that's about the same as like a light beer. You got your live probiotics, so uh, my tummy's going to feel better from this. You're going to be healthier from this. And it's organic. So is this going to be the next trend? So we had the, the, we had the craft beer. We had the spike seltzers. Is the hard kombucha now? Because people are concerned about coronavirus. They're concerned about their immune system. I think so. Is this what we're going to have as the next big trend? Blue horseshoes going long on flying embers. Blue horseshoes <laughs> long on flying embers. You've heard it uh, here. Yeah, it's right. No, I think this is good because I tell you what, the um I don't know if you've gotten this, but if I drink a ton of IPAs and craft beer, I don't know if it's what they put in it, just the levels, especially the hoppiness, like it it sours my stomach and I just like it just kills it. And I'm like, I can't I don't want to drink any beer for a little while. Hmm. Then I'll go to my gin drinks. I like my love my gin. And even the hard seltzers, like I've been doing the hard seltzers, but they bloat the hell out of me. Yeah. So I don't know. Could be could be the next thing. And some of those, the flying ember ones, the lemon orchard is like four and a half percent. So that seems like it's something nice and light. You have a couple of them. No you big deal. You that to your kids before nap time, right? Right. They'll enjoy it. Probiotic. You need that. Put it in a sippy cup. <laughs> nap time. Yeah. Well, speaking of big, heavy beers, and I totally see where you're coming from. And I usually love my big, gnarly hoppy double IPAs, but I did probe April and I actually succeeded. I went through the entire goddamn month and didn't have a drink. Get out of here. God the bless month? the entire month. I did it. 30 days. God is giving you the pause. I will tell you, I sort of almost did it two years ago. I had one sellout day in the month. Not that I wanted to, but it was just peer pressure, sell out to the man kind of thing. No sell out days this time? Nope. It was, dude, it was really, actually really easy because again, you're not going anywhere. You're not hanging out with people. Not a big deal. I thought I would feel so much better. I would feel cleaner. I would feel something. Dude, I felt the exact same way. I didn't sleep any better. I didn't sleep any worse. I lost like two pounds and I ate pretty well and worked out. I just, I really didn't feel any of the health benefits that a lot of people say you get when you dry out. 
Yeah, so I did it for a month. That's 30 days. That's that's a long enough time where you should feel something. Don't believe the hype. That's what I'm saying. So so this past Saturday, two nights ago, I it was I was outside working all day and hanging out with Benjamin, going for a bike rides. So it was like outside all day, drank a lot of water. That night I sat down, I put on Netflix, I put on the documentary Beyond the Mat, which Mario and I were talking about it before the podcast. It's from the year 99 or 2000 about wrestling and behind the scenes. Terry Funk. That's the name I was thinking about. Terry Funk. Terry Funk. He wrestled for till he was in his 70s and then retired. I mean, wow. you just you, you get some some stories of woe, some some tales of just craziness. There's a great bit in that oh, movie yeah. about this guy. Oh, Terry dude. Funk. Poor did guy. He do movies? Was he, did he get like cameos in movies? I doubt it. Maybe one. They talk about the whole Mick Foley, the rock match from 99, where Mick Foley got hit in the head with the chair so many times. He forgot to say, I quit. It was an I quit match. I watched that. I had two margaritas. And I will tell you, I haven't had that good night of a sleep in months. Ah. I slept like the dead. It was wonderful. He was in Roadhouse. That's where I know him from. He was oh, that the goon shit, bouncer in Road. I saw Roadhouse. They, at TBS again. We were talking about Return. Who the fuck is playing it? It was on TV like three weeks ago. Dude, you watched that he was movie in over now. the top. Was he in both of those? Rambo the- three. I stand corrected. I had no idea his IMDb. I almost think he was in one of those uh, monkey movies with Clint Eastwood. What were they called? What the hell was the one with Clint Eastwood with the monkey, the orangutan? Oh, God. <laughs> I watched Unforgiven the other day, and I'm watching it. Have you ever seen that movie? That movie is fantastic, yeah. Fantastic. Melanie's watching it. I'm like sitting here, I'm just watching it. And then Bodhi comes in. He's 13. He's never seen. He hasn't even seen The Godfather. I'm like, kid, you got a lot of shit to watch, right? <laughs> so I'm watching The Unforgiven, and he's like, he's like, is he going to kill that guy? I'm like, Oh, hold on a second. He's going to kill everybody in the bar. He was like sitting there like, holy shit, he killed them all. I'm like, yeah, that's how it goes in the old West. Every which way, but loose. Every which way, but loose. That's what it was. That's the monkey one. One. Yeah. 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 So he was in Friday night lights. Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Let's see who he was in Friday night. Dude, I had no idea. Terry Funk's IMDB was so stacked. I know. I completely stand corrected. I had no idea. Let's see, cast Terry Funk. Where is he? But that poor bastard. I mean, you see him at like 56 years old and he's getting, you know, he's jumping off of ladders and just. Keeping it real. Oof. I get keeping it real is good, but there's a point where it's just like, bro, I just want to like hang it up or take a few months off. And they talk about in those movies, like when you're a WWF wrestler, you can't take those, you can't take breaks. You're not allowed. That's wild. You just have to go, go, go. It's nuts, but yeah, I mean, it was an interesting documentary, but those margaritas really hit the spot. So after that, I had a beer yesterday and I had a Heineken light. Now, Oh, Heineken lights. I had a Heineken light and I usually make fun of people for drinking beers like that because a friend friend of mine that was looking for them and they're claiming there's going to be a shortage. They're freaking out because they think they're going to all be gone one day. Pretty sure that's not going to happen. You can still, yeah. I'm not not too concerned about that. So my buddy brought those over last summer, and I would laugh at him, and I'd drink real beers, and he would have those. But I drank it yesterday with dinner, 
and it was 3.8%. And I'm like, you know, I really want to find some, some beers that are just low alcohol that I can just have a couple and not feel bloated, not feel disgusting, not be hammered. Just, just something to have something that tastes good to have with food or just to have a couple you of them. What? I was thinking the same thing the other day. You know what I bought? Peroni. 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 See, I'm going to have to revisit all those beers. I would just make dismiss. I would dismiss being a, <laughs> sure. a, a beer snob. Yeah. This beer I received from a friend of mine who we did a little beer exchange a few months ago and I got these beers and I was like, Oh, this is not a double IPA with some experimental <laughs> hops from the, you know, Alberta Rockies. I, I just dismissed it because I'm just a dickhead. And it is from the folks at Tonewood Brewing in Oakland, New Jersey. And it's called... Oakland. Nice. Well, Oakland, not Oakland. Oh. Oakland, which I think is South Jersey. South. Yeah. Yeah. This is called Brewer's Cut. And it is a hopped Pilsner. And it's 5.2%. Nothing That's too pills. crazy. But it tastes good. You know, if you like an, a Pilsner... We learned about this at our trip to the Ellicott Brewery that the Pilsner is the beer that beer makers judge breweries on because the Pilsner is the kind of beer that you can't hide mistakes mm. with. An IPA, you can just add more hops. You over-hop can add, it, yeah. You can overhop it. Yeah. You can hide your flaws that way really easily. But they say a Pilsner, that's the beer. If you know how to make beer, that's the one you know how to make right. Hmm. So this hot pilsner, again, you put a little hops in there, you could hide some some of your your problems, mistakes. But this is just a tasty beer. It's crisp, it's light, it's got that little bit right? of hop flavor. Yeah, it's refreshing. It's something mm. that you could have a couple of and not be bloated or messed up, and just you can enjoy the flavor of it and enjoy the craftsmanship. And right now, it's it's just a, a great beer to be just sipping on while we're doing this podcast. They did a real nice job with this. That makes me want to have some too. And I'm drinking it out of my Stormtrooper cup because it is May 4th and we're recording this. And may the 4th be with us. Nice. God damn it. Who doesn't love a little Star Wars? Just love Star Wars. I used to. I used yeah. to love Star Wars as After a kid. Eat movies, other series, renditions, merchandise. Like it's jumped the shark a long time ago. It's just been so... Yeah. castrated and watered down and like these last three every like the first one like it was you had that hype like oh this is actually pretty good then you i remember seeing in the theater being like this was actually really good and then you kind of took a step back and you thought about it a bit and you're saying to yourself this is the same movie as a new hope this is the same movie just kind of massaged to the current to the current politically correct well, now it's with a cast cameos too. And it's like everybody that's somebody wants to be in the movie. And it's like, all right, I don't want to see another cameo. I just want to there, see a fucking movie. How about there's that? the there's the cameos and there's there's kind of that stupid humor, that sort of like ironic humor that was never in the originals that just seems forced and out of place. Yeah. I haven't even seen the last one, the the rise of Skywalker. I just watched the one I before, The Last Jedi. Watched it a few weeks ago. I I saw half of that and I was I just lost interest. And some of those scenes with Luke and whatever her name is, Daisy, Riley, whatever her Ray. Right. Yeah. It just it seemed so just like they're pushing a political agenda. It's like I want to watch fucking Star Wars. I don't yeah. want politics. I don't want political correctness. I don't want this 
Me Too in my Star Wars. Me Too, me too I Star just, Wars. I just want to watch a bunch of D2. aliens and robots blowing it's each a, other up. Me Too D2. Star Wars. There you go. That's a perfect. Me Too D2. I so love it. So what killed me was like they show when they were showing Darth Vader as he's growing up and he's sitting there bawling his eyes off balling his eyes out because of some bullshit in the in the first time when they oh yeah we, we get to see you know darth vader i'm like this is not the same guy that was choking people out with his mind going like in in empire strikes back i, I just can't even believe it it was just totally just not what i expected and I yeah they really just the they took one- something pure pure evil and they made it all just tried to humanize it. I don't want to humanize it. He's a villain. He's a really bad villain. Sometimes you want to leave things at a surface level. Exactly. I will say, though, Rogue One was fantastic, though. I don't know if you watched that one. Rogue One, I did. That was so good. That that could compete. Darth Vader was crying, though. That's why I was like, what? What? No, he wasn't even in that one. Was it? Maybe I didn't see Rogue. I don't know. They all blend in. Rogue, like- Rogue One was the one that was independent of any of the trilogies. It was sort of what took place before A New Hope. Oh, I didn't see that one then. It was actually really good. I don't know. There's so many now. Yeah, that's and that's the problem too. Is there's so many of them? You're just like, there's like another. How many movies are there for stars? There's like eight. So the three original ones, and then there's like another. Well, there's the original, like another five. There's the original three. There's the shitty Jar Jar trilogy. Oh my that God, was supposed Jar Jar. to be before that. I don't consider the Jar Jar. Anything with Jar Jar Binks, which I will almost invalidate, which was three, which was, uh, which one was the third one? The real third. Return one. of the Jedi? Return of Jedi. That was with the Ewoks and Jar Jar Ewoks. Binks. There was no Jar Jar Binks. There was definitely Ewoks, though. Where was Jar Jar Binks? He was from the, the new, that, that second trilogy section. Yeah. The one with, the one, the Anakin ones you're talking about, where Anakin was growing up and we got to see him. I rewatched the Ewok one not too long ago, and I was like, that was a stretch for getting me to be like, this This movie's a little bullshit, too. Little teddy bears running around. It worked, but I was like, they were just coming close to that marketing limit that I have for watching something. Yeah. I'm I'm still pro-Ewok. I, I, don't, I, I, can't, Ewok. I can't shake that out of my system. They but got was, close. And then they went to Jar Jar Binks, and I was like, oh, come on. But they showed some Ewoks dying. If there was no Ewoks dying, that'd be one thing. But there Ewoks was Ewoks little, dying. Little yeah, they were little hustlers. They were hustlers. <laughs> they were hustlers, man. Baby. Yeah, they were just chucking rocks. They were getting it done. Yeah, yeah. I they they were on the border, but I still liked them because I liked the little teddy bear guys. They were good. Yeah, they were cool. Jar Jar Binks was. I wanted to punch him in the face. Nobody liked it. Nobody liked it. It was just overly CGI'd. It was. <sighs> They took good actors and made them terrible actors. They, for some reason, got that guy to play Anakin, who was awful. They just, that whole initial trilogy was just, well, the, the second trilogy was a joke. Second, yeah, it was just. And then this yeah. new third one, there was, it was so much potential. Some of it was really good. But again, they pushed this politically correct agenda. And it just, it got in the way of a great story. But, it's funny. So, Bodie, Bodie around here, he's not a big. He wasn't into Harry Potter, wasn't into Star Wars. So, we, we started watching Harry Potter because I'm like, ah, you don't watch Harry Potter? Like, it's Harry Potter did a good job with those, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
we started watching it and then I'm like, I don't want to rent these anymore. My sister had the, the thing. So I got the, the set from her. So we're watching him and he got really into it. He's like, Hey, this is really pretty good. Uh, Star Wars. He has no, doesn't even want to have anything to do with it. I'm like, all right, whatever. He, he got asked a question today for school. Like this is the level that school has been. They were asking him like what their favorite stuff is. And like, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? He's like, none. I don't, <laughs> I haven't seen him. <laughs> this is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So they're saying there's at least seven. Oh yeah. Well, there's the three trilogies and then there's like the Han Solo movie. Oh, and then they have the Mandalorian rogue oh, one. Where does it end? Yeah. It's, I think uh, I might've seen rogue one. Was that with the girl? And it was, I don't uh, even know. It yeah. all blends together. Again, it's tough when you have a real life and, and real issues and you're trying to go skiing, you kind of just forget things like this. So <laughs> I love, I got to the site and they're like, here's the star Wars movies, the way they were released. Then there's the chronological version of the same movies. Then there's the theatrical release in the order date. And then they have the machete order, <laughs> which is basically cuts the Phantom Menace from a movie rewatch because many people didn't enjoy that film. Yeah. The machete so. order became like a thing. Like this is the proper <laughs> way to watch star Wars. Yeah. So it's just funny. Like if you didn't watch it before and I think about this, cause I'm like, He's probably eventually going to watch Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's going to be one that comes out in the next year or something that he likes or something. Well, and again, I have, you know, my sister gave me a book for, that I, I read to Benjamin sometimes called Goodnight Darth Vader. Ah, nice. And the beginning starts out. It's like Darth Vader is re- can't get his kids, Luke and Leia, to go to sleep. And I'm like, dude, this is the fucking spoiler alert of spoiler alerts. If I'm reading this to my son and then he wants to watch the movies, he's like, oh, duh. I knew Luke was his son. I read this (laughs) stupid ass book. Remember that's that book you used to read me. I know the story. Yeah. And part of me is like, I'm throwing this book away. But then like for how many years do you go without ruining it? Like if you were to tell somebody, you know, old yellow gets shot at the end of this, like who's watching old yellow these days, right? Sure. That old. When did Empire come out? In 82 or 81 or something? Uh, well, let's see. A New Hope came out. Oh. Maybe 1980 then, because New Hope was 77. 77. I think Empire was 1980. And then I Return don't... of the Jedi was 83. That's back in the day. That's how long it took to make a goddamn sequel. It took yeah. three years. Yeah, New Hope 77. Oh, God, they had this all out of order. Empire's got to be 1980. Okay, 19... 1980 was Empire. Okay. And 83, Return of the Jedi. 83 was Return of the Jedi. There you go. Three years between movies. God damn it. That's a long time. Now yeah. it's like, if it's delayed more than a year, people are like, oh my God, what's going to... Oh I can't believe God. I can wait this long. I'm going to lose the whole franchise. Yes. So speaking of lists, giving a shout out to our friend Witty City Explorer on Instagram. He sent us a great story here. There is a van playing ice cream truck music delivering beers across Chicago. (laughs) Past few days, Chicagoans have noticed a blacked out van roving through their residential neighborhoods. To the concern of some parents, the disappointment of some children, <laughs> and to the sweet delight of many bar-deprived citizens, 
the van is out delivering ice cold brewskis. So think about that. There's a creepy black van driving around your neighborhood and people are so fucked up in, in, in quarantine right now. They're like, you got beer, man? <laughs> well, it's not even creepy looking. I mean, it's pretty obvious what they're all about. It says yeah. want beer right now and then has a phone number and has a big Goose Island logo. It does look a hint like the A-Team van. Oh, I like the A-Team. They could be the B-Team, the beer team. You just get like B.A. Baracus jump out of there. Yeah. Upon closer inspection, witnesses will also be able to read the warning label on the side panel. Attention, please stay six feet away from van. Real news. COVID-19 is not a hoax. <laughs> so how it works is simple. You hear the van and they insist that you hear the van. You call the number. They'll text you a link. You pick and purchase the beers. And bada bing, the van will deliver boozy goodness to your home. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool if like, you broadcast a code word and then when they call, they, you have to give the code word. Or they'd be like, man, you didn't, you didn't hear the van, did you? Kind of like a throwback. But, you know, that's one thing that this whole lockdown, quarantine, crazy situation we're in right now is providing us some really cool new solutions that you know companies are having to come up with to survive. This is awesome. Just cruising around with a sign that says "want beer" and then they're they're delivering it to you. I mean, the, the companies have to find a way to keep to stay in business. Yeah, I think you know th- this coronavirus, as bad as it is, and doing quarantine. Um, it's gonna. It's opening our minds and our eyes to a lot of things that we were closed to because we were sure that this is how things worked and this is how things had to be, and now things got turned upside down. And uh, I think it's gonna be good in the long run. It's um, you know, of course, nobody wants to be quarantined, nobody wants COVID, nobody wants to get sick. But I'm just saying, like the stuff we have to go through, it's gonna be hard on the economy. Uh, but I think in the long run, it'll shake out to be, um, we'll, we'll get through it. You know, I think we'll of realizing what we value, what we take for granted, yeah. all the, all the, the wonderful things that we had that we all just took for granted. Yeah. That's making us reevaluate what we do with our time, with our money, uh, the time we spend with the people we love, where you live, what you do, where you want to be, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, it's going to be a big factor out of this. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully we can at least take that away from this whole crazy situation. Alcohol delivery. I alcohol always wanted delivery. alcohol delivery. Now it's going to be a common thing. Why wouldn't, yeah. why wouldn't it be more common, right? It's true. I'm the Phoenix it's more common now. The Phoenix rising from the ashes of COVID. <laughs> That's right. Right. Alcohol <laughs> delivery everywhere. There you go. All right, cool. So that wraps up the old apparatus today. Let's get into the Genjula. It's open. It's open. It's open. It's out of quarantine again. That's right. So this story is uh, Massachusetts medical marijuana registration spike 245%. So there's a record-shattering number of Massachusetts residents uh, that obtained medical marijuana cards over the past month. Um, I'm thinking this is because no people had time on their hand like, hey, let me get a medical marijuana thing. Um so from Friday, March 3rd to April 21st, 7,235 new patients obtained doctor's recommendation and registered with the state's medical marijuana program. Um, wow, that's incredible. Well, the problem is that 
the governor decided that recreational cannabis stores were non-essential. Right. So people are like, people who were saying, yeah, people who were originally saying, why get a medical card when it's legal? I can just go up and get it are now going, uh Oh, if it's not essential, but the medical dispensaries are going to stay open. I got to get my card. Which is interesting, right? So Massachusetts was going to close them. Like all the other states like kept it open for the most part, right? A bunch of them deemed it essential. But yeah, for some reason, hmm. goddamn Puritan Massachusetts had to had to shut down the recreational. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So the increase doesn't inspire me. We've always believed that more than a majority of recreational customers are using cannabis for medical needs, such as anxiety, pain relief, and sleep disorders. Um, which is the president of the of Commonwealth Dispensary Association. He said that's in direct relation to the recreational shutdown. There's a direct re- relation to that. So they, they're saying it's the recreational revenue, and all of a sudden people were like, hey, need to make sure it stays around. So Well, it sucks. They say that most the recreational sales were like 80 to 85% of revenue. But how do you shut it down, right? So you've classified it as legally med- medically legal in your state. So you've by making it medical, you've classified that there's a need medically for it. So how do you shut it down saying it's not essential? Well, the medical part is still essential. It's just the recreational part they're deeming not essential. Yeah, but that's like saying we're we're going to we're going to sell codeine but we're not going to sell aspirin. Yeah, it's it's totally semantics. It's just pretty silly. So because something's over the counter, oh, we're going to lock down the over the counter part, but you could still go to the pharmacy. Well, they don't sell regular aspirin in the pharmacy because it's a regular over the counter trip. Well, but that's not essential. I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's gross what they did. You know, they, they, you can tell that this governor really wanted to keep it illegal, but you know, the people voted for it. They they pushed it out as long as they could to keep the sales illegal. Oh yeah, they, they finally kept went dragging it along, right? They kept dragging it for a year and a half. It was oh, bullshit. Man. Actually, it was yeah, it was almost two years from the day they actually was it three years because I think they voted it in in twenty. I think twenty sixteen. It, it was supposed to go in the summer. Then they pushed it to the after to the next year, and then I think they pushed it. I think it was like they pushed it like a whole year, year and a half or something. At least, yeah. I think it was supposed to be like a January thing and then it went to the summer and then didn't actually, the stores didn't actually open until November. Right. And then they only gave a few stores and then it was like this whole bullshit of like slowing things. I think it was 2018. They voted it in in 2016. It didn't actually come online until two years later. Mm. It's, it's just getting... That's criminal. Political dicking around. Yeah. And yeah, to keep these people, to make these people get their medical cards just so they can actually get their... They're legal. But liquor stores are a essential. Essential, yes. So how do you get recreational marijuana? No. Alcohol sales. Medical alcohol. Yeah, right. You need your your medical license for booze. It's, it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, there's gonna be more talk about this, especially as like the, the COVID stuff. I think once the it's really a weird time right now because a lot of stuff is still shut down. I think once things start coming back online, a lot of these issues are going to come to the forefront and be talked about. So the fallout from this is going to be ugly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot, a lot of people are, are fucking up. Yep. As Dave Chappelle said on Chappelle's show, fucking up like, man, 
He's like, the Blasio's fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Trump's fucking up. That's right. Biden's fucking up. <laughs> They're all fucking up. But you know what? No matter what side of the the side of the aisle you're on, all these dickhead politicians are going to be profiting from this crisis. That's one oh. thing you can guarantee. Because you know what? I don't hear a single goddamn senator or congressman or freeholder or governor saying, you know what? I'm going to furlough myself and I'm going to give up my salary for the next six weeks or six months. You don't hear a goddamn word of that, do you? Even if Cuomo's not necessary, he's deeming himself very necessary. Cuomo's fucking up, too. He's fucking up a lot. Everybody's fucking up. But he's, he's making himself sound very important, so... That's that's half of the battle in being in politics. It sounds sound like you know what you're talking aren't about. Are you important, really? You know, Chick- chicken and egg, right? Chicken and egg. Just saying, <laughs> you got to sound important. Yeah. Well, speaking of important, let's go to ski news. And finally, a potential silver lining, a ray of light in this dumpster fire 2020 ski season we've been having. Governor Jared Polis of Colorado, he's extending the statewide ski area closure through May 23rd, but says there is a chance that ski areas could reopen for Memorial Day weekend. Boom. Now, I don't know how many people you look at the calendar as much as I do. Yeah, when's that coming up? That's three weeks, man. Damn. We are recording this on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. It is just the twenty fifth before the fizzier. The twenty fizzieth Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo is when this will come out. Hopefully, twenty fifth is three weeks away from today. So that means that ski areas could, in theory, possibly be open in three weeks. Damn. Yes. A uh, day after extending the state mandated closure of downhill ski areas through May 23rd, the governor elaborated on the state's approach to allow ski areas to reopen. He said last Friday that he had a call with many of the state's ski areas, big ski areas, big, tremendous ski areas. Huge. A few days ago, huge. when the state laid out the criteria that would permit ski areas with enough snow to open in June or even as soon as Memorial Day weekend. The governor added the ski areas will be getting additional guidance toward the end of May about whether that is possible. Ski areas across Colorado have been closed since mid-March in the state's attempt to mitigate the spread of the novel coronavirus. I think there's no one in Colorado who doesn't want it to be possible, Paula said, but we simply won't know until there is more data. So the primary concern is not about hygiene on mountain, Though he detailed his thoughts on that as well. So the primary concern is of people from across the state and potentially out of state spreading COVID-19 in mountain communities. Well, I was just looking up because I I still do have to do a write-up of my trip to Italy. Mm -hmm. So I was actually looking at a whole thing about Italy, northern Italy, and how they were blasted with corona. And they're saying it's just so many people coming from around the world. And they're particularly saying because they had a lot of visitors from from China at the time, uh, which is where it was like, you know, I guess started, but unregulated and they are still letting people travel. Um, And they think that's why it just plumed up and they were tracking people. It's just crazy how they're starting to backtrack and track people. So Mm -hmm. I can imagine that's one of the biggest um, the biggest concerns. But I got to imagine there's concerns for people 
workers, especially if they get these, um, the EB, what, what is it? The, uh, the workers from the, uh, you know, from other countries on the it was like EB five. Yeah. Something like that. The work visas. Yeah. The, the work visa, the whole work visa program. Uh, so I wonder if there's a little bit of that in there or, um, it's just travel. I mean, there's travel bans all over too. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering what countries are still traveling right now. Oh, uh, my, my, uh, coworker, she just flew from New York to Chicago and said that the airports were totally packed. Really? So La- yeah. LaGuardia was not bad. I said O'Hare was, you couldn't even tell something was going on. It was just that crowded. They shut down a lot of routes though. So you watch it very carefully because Melanie retired from an airline and we still get travel benefits. Um, there's still a lot of like travel that's just totally shut down. A lot of the companies furloughed their, their people. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's crowded because there, there's less, you know, less places to go, I guess. So what they're saying in terms of precautions for skiers on mountain, they said that uh, governmental entities are considering the following measures, a cap on the number of skiers, a cap on people on a chairlift, mandated face coverings, tea times to ski at certain times. Nice. I like that. We got a 10 o'clock ski time. So you know you could sleep and just wake up for your 10 o'clock time. Show up. Does she need a tea time? You need a reservation for how long you can ski. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, Distancing within lift lines and locals only openings. See, but well, I really think it should just go by the the acreage of the ski area. But like, this is how many people we can have. Limit the number of tickets. Boom. You're out. You're done. Yeah. Maybe not pack eight people on a lift or six people on a lift. Put down a force. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to see what's happening. But there is a potential to to actually get skiing again in the next month, which would be awesome i really haven't been keeping tabs on snowpack in places but it seems like certain places in colorado do have some decent snow so hey it is possible well Well, i would wonder too right so they open back up and they do all these controls for people like crowds i wonder how many people are going to go right because there's think about it this way kids are working doing school from home right now they're gonna a lot of places are doing it for the rest of the year so even if you can get away, uh, finding childcare is going to be like a tough thing unless you're bringing the kids, right? So there's a lot of other things that are involved. Like there's a lot of, you know, a, a lot of other things to consider. Like I, I don't know if they're going to get as many travelers. Maybe it's going to be mostly locals. So it might not be as many people to worry about in the first place. Right? Also, too, how many people can they get on the mountain? Um, yeah. People to work there. You know, if all the folks on those visas are back home down in yeah. South America you know, they really need to make sure they have enough staff to have it. Well, it's going to depend how much staff they have. It's going to depend on how many amenities are going to be open at the resorts. Yeah, exactly. All right. So next up we have Colorado recreational travel is limited to 10 mile radius from home, which includes skiing, hiking, and biking. So this is pretty wild because if you go on a bike ride, even you can't go more than 10 miles from your house. It's so kind of creepy. You want to do 50 miles, you got to do like a, 
a loop right around your house. An essential travel to within their country or residence. County. Or, oh, sorry. County of residence or employment as much as possible. Recreational travel to no further than 10 miles from their residence. Is that just like an arbitrary number, though? They just made that up? I, yeah, 10 miles sounds good. They probably just did make that up and said, yeah, that's fine. So, so I love how they, they phrase it, though. You made the sacrifice of staying at home for 32 days. I think <laughs> you make the sacrifice of going to your second or third favorite park for another month. Uh, many of our communities that rely on tourism have had high viral count loads because of that tourism and just need more time where they need to get on their feet. We don't want you to go out to an area where you might get the virus because others are congregating there from across the state and other states. That's just weird. Like, It's very weird because, you know, the next step is we're going to put a chip in you. We're going to track your phone. If you go outside of that 10 mile radius, we're going to send you a warning or zap you or something. So I don't think it's going to get that way. But if you want to really play the, the creepy tinfoil hat on the, on the back of your head, uh, you know, on the back of your neck, you could actually get a little freaky with this and say, because remember how they like Florida was saying, you know, they were actually stopping people with out of out of state plates from Louisiana because New Orleans was crazy. New York, New Jersey, because they all come down to Florida. I think it was Maine. The governor said they were going house to house, knocking on doors of seaside well-known resort towns and seeing if anybody was from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut and telling them to leave. You almost wonder, like, is this going to set up for like, and we actually even, you know, spoke to somebody from Vermont and they were like, you know, people with out-of-state plates were getting a little bit of haze, you know, from being there. They were like, well, you know, it's, it's irresponsible for you to be here, not knowing that people there on their, you know, they own a home there or something like that. But you almost wonder if it's going to lead to you know, I'm sorry, we're not taking people from this state or from this county or, you know, kind of segregating people within your state or or state to state or we already had it region to region. So. Yeah. And you know what? That's what they do, actually. Granted, a different level. That's what they do in North Korea. If people are not praising the leader or they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. People are incentivized to narc on those who are violating. So say your, say your neighbor is not, you know, worshiping Kim Jong-un statue for four hours a day. They, you as that neighbor calls that person out, you get rewarded for that. Wow. So that's, the potential insane society that could could develop if we allow this kind of nonsense to be to to be done legally like if we allow this the politicians to put these things in place and people follow them that's what's going to happen is we're going to start creating this society where tattletales are incentivized yeah which is super dangerous so we can get rid of racism we can get rid of sexism and now we're going to have regionism or we're going to yeah. have, right? Like, it's kind of weird. Like, it's another way for people to to fight. And I don't know. Yeah. Very yeah. strange. I don't know. This is a little bit creepy. I'm not a big fan of this. But I mean, I, I want people to be responsible and not be spreading the coronavirus, obviously. But this seems a little bit Orwellian, as they would say. I mean, I could see, like, if, if coronavirus is going crazy in your area, right? Like... Like we talked to that person and they were saying how Vermont, Vermonters were like, you know, they would 
hear somebody make a comment at a gas station to like, why are you here? Why didn't you go back home? You know, mm-hmm. I could see a little bit of concern, but to go to that level, which is a little bit juvenile to like harass them or, or anything is just, it's, it's ridiculous. Cause you don't know if they're visiting family, maybe they came up to help their family, you know, become for a funeral. I mean, Hey, they could be coming up to help their, 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 elderly parents, you know, uh, during coronavirus, rather than go out there, they're going to the store for them and stuff. And they're going to get shit from some idiot walking by that doesn't know anything, you know? So mm-hmm. you don't know anybody's story. So it, it's just, it's weird. It's just weird. Yeah. We cannot allow stupid to prevail. Yeah. And speaking of stupid, Kim John, uh, Moon is dead, right? No, I think he's alive. I thought he dead. They said he was not around for a few weeks, but now they said he, uh, they released. Yeah. They said that that he's back in the, uh, he's been seen in public again. Did he do like the Hulkamania hand where he's down and he comes back? (laughs) Yeah. Right. He's fighting back. Yeah. Oh, he's back, huh? He's back. Apparently you can't really know what's going on in North Korea. There's so many. I think they're weakening at Bernie's him. They're going to weaken at Bernie's. Yeah. Right. And drag his dead body around for like months. Before. Apparently, his sister, who would take control next, is kind of a psychopath too. So yeah, I think she's the one that's going to keep him. She's going to stuff him. She's going to taxidermy him and <laughs> yeah. just bring him around everywhere. Yeah, right. Like he got shot five times. He's still alive. How's that possible? <laughs> <laughs> assassination attempt. He's he's immune to assassination attempts. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about regionalism and countyism and statism. The great town of Silverton, Colorado, they implemented a locals only coronavirus policy. Silvertonism. Silvertonism. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And they were, they had signs set up saying locals only, barricades. We don't want to know New York kind over in this parts, boy. They, they warned that violators could be subject to a $5,000 fine and up to 18 months in jail, which was kind of similar to what Crested Butte was doing a few weeks ago too. That'd be great. Like $5,000 fine and up to 18 weeks of skiing. Yeah. That's we had the whole, we had a fantastic meme that we created out there and put on Instagram about that. But the, yeah, the sheriff of San Juan County, Bruce Conrad, he had issued a statement the locals only policy prohibiting all but essential services and limiting highway 550 to drive through traffic and Silverton residents only. In other words, if your car is registered outside San Juan County and you come into the town of Silverton or park anywhere along the highway known for its prime backcountry ski terrain, you risk being ticketed, towed or jailed. Wow. All backcountry travel in the County was strongly discouraged for the risk. It, could place on the area's limited medical emergency and search and rescue services. Silverton residents were also discouraged from leaving the county unless they absolutely needed to. Hmm. Next, do you think they're going to tattoo a number on everybody's wrist? Dude, people, people, up, people laugh at conspiracy theorists, but you know what? Sometimes these, these things are slippery slopes and when we get into a situation here where we're all trying to find a solution, we're trying to find a vaccine, we're trying to find a way out of it. We oftentimes get a little nascent with our, our freedoms and it's extremely dangerous. And 
you know, these politicians, when they have the opportunity to put anything in place to get more surveillance, get more information, get more money, get more control, they will do that. And a lot of the times you're going to hear them go, oh, well, this is just going to be temporary. Yep. We're not going to do this forever. Control and power never disappear. They never, they never take those things out of place. A lot of the stuff that went in for 9-11, the TSA, all that bullshit you have to go through to get onto a plane, that was all supposed to be temporary. And now they sell you that TSA pre-bullshit. They found a way to fucking take advantage of you and squeeze more money out of you because it's a convenience for you. None of that shit should even be there. Yeah, it's it's again, it's these kind of times where people are scared that they will concede their freedoms and 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 cower in the face of this. Anybody can listen to your cell phone now if they come up with some reason, like without a whole, you know, all the stuff that they passed, like they could do surveillance on you, listening to your personal conversations for not really much of a reason. Uh, And that has never gone away started with you know um patriot act or whatever yep. anti-terrorism and now it's still around it, it hasn't got they haven't gotten rid of it dude that was the plot of charlie's angels too oh, there's gonna there's gonna boom. be some terrible device that can spy on americans and you know what we all happily have it in our goddamn pockets all the time dude i am writing this down charlie's angel too i'm pretty sure it's two not one but it's okay. one of the charlie's angels movies that that's the plot is pretty much exactly what a cell phone is now. You ever see Eagle Eye? Evil Eye. Eagle Eye. Eagle Eye. Yeah. With um that wing nut uh what's his name? Shia LaBeouf. I don't think I've seen it. I think Morgan is it Morgan Freeman's in that? But it's great. It's like they're they're like hacking into everything. They could just get into everything because of the government. So they're like, mm-hmm. you know, every street camera, every, you know, uh red light camera they they can just turn them on but like oh yeah here, there he is we can track you that kind of stuff oh yeah it gets you it gets creepy you, you watch something like that and you're just like oh yeah they could if somebody really could put things together which you know there's people that are probably doing it mm-hmm. um they could really it could be really intrusive yeah so Oof. i know they spy on us because they watch our podcasts like that's one of the subscriptions is the nsa and they call them, say, NSA Ass Muncher 22. That's that's the one that's spying on us. Pretty much. So, hello, NSA Ass Muncher 22. That's right. Silver Hope you're enjoying the show. Silverton is real. Free free Silverton. Yeah. Uh, you get like a bus trip of people up there and they're like, oh, it's it's in the day, day 15 of their incarceration. Get protesters <laughs> out there. Yeah. That'd be pretty funny. All right, so we have one more story here in the ski news. And this is a happy, fun story here. The Rock, who we've talked about before, just earlier this episode with that Beyond the Mat documentary. Moana. Who who hates Moana? Dwayne Johnson reveals world-class pro athletes to join NBC's The Titan Games Season 2. Hmm. Why would we care about these pro athletes joining the Titan Games? I've never watched the Titan Games. I was neither, just going to say, have you have seen I. season one? I have not. God damn, I think I might have seen a commercial for it, but I don't know how long ago. I'm looking yeah. it up right now. Well, the reason why we're bringing it up is because gold 
medal Olympic winning snowboarder Hannah Teeter is going to be on this show. Yeah, Hannah Teeter. And that's pretty awesome. We follow her on Instagram because you'd be stupid not to. She pretty much is crushing life. She's living out in Tahoe. She's actually whatever she wants, just she, snowboarding all over. She's snowboarding, she's surfing, she's hanging out. She, she does actually, a lot of surfing, yeah, that's right. She does a lot of surfing. She is actually from Belmont, Vermont, originally. She is the youngest of five siblings, and two of her four older brothers have competed for the U.S. snowboard team. At eight, she started snowboarding, and by 2002, at age 15, she had become the world junior halfpipe champion. She competed in seven World Cup events from 2002 to 04 with four victories, including her first Winter X Games appearance in 03. She went on to become a nine-time X Games medalist, six individual, and three unified dual slalom. Boom. So this looks a little bit like American Gladiators, but I remember watching American Gladiators, and I used to love it, but I never realized until watching some of the... like I. They had throwback episodes on not too long ago. And I remember watching it. It's like, I never realized that most of the time, the, the people that started competing would never finish because they'd like blow out their knees and stuff. Because <laughs> you had these monster, like, you know, gladiators and these people that thought they were badasses. And they were just like some dude that was, you know, pretty fit at their gym that thought, yeah, I could, I could do whatever. I could take anything on. And they would get crushed. It was, it was just pretty funny. <laughs> That and if you ever watch Joe's vs. Pros, you ever see that show? I've vaguely, I, I may have seen it just in passing or seen like a highlight, but I haven't actually watched. That one's anything. hilarious because these guys talk, you know, guys and girls would talk all this shit like, oh yeah, I used to be an athlete in high school and I did this and I did that. And like, so you're going to go up against like Ronnie Lott and catch a football <laughs> Like, yeah, like, oh yeah, I could do it. I was really getting the, and they just get the shit beat out of them. It's it's hilarious. But no, this looks pretty cool. Didn't uh, a certain friend of ours in the past say he could be a uh, an NFL running back for one play? Yes, his name was Lou. I'm not going to say his last name, and he was a total shithead because he would say, claim, I was really good at high school running the football. I could, I could, he said he could run in any NFL game. He could run the football for at least a quarter. And I'm like, dude, you are fat and out of shape now. You would take one hit and just You'd be break, shattered break apart like glass. Like, there's no yeah. way. So, yeah, so this looks pretty cool. So I guess it's uh, athletes and these Titans, pro Titans, or Titans against each other. Like, how does it work? That's what I, I don't know. Oh, they have a contestant application. We should apply. <laughs> Start application. Why, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're interested in to know who other, what other Titans are joining, we've got uh, Clarissa Shields, who's a boxer. You got NFL Ironman legend Joe Thomas, Victor Cruz from the Giants. Better watch that knee. Yeah, right. Hannah Teeter, we just mentioned. Jesse Graff, who's like a stunt woman and a star of American Ninja Warrior. Oh, yeah. Tyron Woodley from the UFC. There you go. Very exciting. I would love to join this. I think I would break apart like glass at some point, though. I think I could do one quarter, though. I could get through one quarter of it. One quarter. <laughs> I could do one event. Come on. <laughs> okay, you're in the 
punch you in the face by Conor McGregor event. How about that? Oof. Um, yeah. Was that remember who's the who's the one that got hit by Pacquiao? Was that um Tosh? Daniel? Tosh? Oh, I think he did, yeah. He stood up and Pacquiao like hit him once. I think so, awesome. yeah. It's like, damn. Yeah, at least you could say he got knocked out by a champion. Yeah, right. But I don't know if it was Pacquiao when he was younger or when he was like 85, like now. So it's saying, so yeah, Titans will go head to head with elite athletes from the Olympics, NFL, UFC, and beyond to compete for Titan glory. Oh, so it's regular Joes versus the Titans. Yeah, I think so. Oh, so Hannah Teeter is going to be a Titan, Victor Cruz Titan now. So this is like American gladiators. Yeah, the gladiators, which were these monsters, just beat up the people. So, oh, this is going to be good. This, This is good TV right here. It's like Roydenator. You know, you could sign up and maybe you get the shit beat out of you by Hannah Teeter. There you go. You want a picture with Hannah? You got it. She got you in headlock. There you go, right? <laughs> You're crying. You're crying a little. We could we could edit that out. Yeah. Uh, I regret nothing. <laughs> As you crying. Take a picture, please. <laughs> yeah. Get my good side. <laughs> You're like knees twisted upside down. Yeah. I'm crying. Damn. So well, speaking about knees and skiing and training gets us into our main topic. We got to get ready to, to enter the Titan games. How are we going to do that? Right. So I purchased a new product a few weeks ago. Now, this is not a sponsored episode. There was nothing given to us. This was purchased with goddamn money. Was oh, no. In no dark. Dark, dark ops with this, right? No, sir. This is totally on the up and up, totally legit purchase with American goddamn greenbacks. Crypto coin? Cryptocurrency? No, no. American oh. goddamn greenbacks. I figure they're going to give everybody a, a little bit of a COVID-19 incentive pay, whatever they're calling that. Might as well try to put money back into some American companies here. Yeah. To be honest, I don't know if this company is actually American. It says they're from Wellington, Florida. They're probably some sort of shell company for some Russians. Wellington is, is uh, it's East Coast, so it could be shady. It's probably shady. Everything's shady on the East Coast. Yes. <laughs> so I purchased the Aero Ski. Mm, all right. And for those who are not in the know what the Aero Ski is, it is a training device. And it's supposed to semi-replicate the the movements that you would be doing while you were skiing. So I saw this on Instagram. A buddy of ours sent it over to us. I said, you know what? I got to take a look. I'm going to give this thing a try. And I don't know if any of you folks have actually bought things from Instagram. I have Did bought... Did come with the VR viewer, the ski poles, and the AeroSki Fitness app? Did it goddamn ever. <clears throat> so you got the gift to you. I got... My VR headset. Ah, oh, just like uh, online. I'm interested yes. on the VR headset with doing this while you're doing it. I, I got the polls. Yet. I'll get into that. I bought this because when this whole shutdown and quarantine all kind of went down, that's when I found this Aeroski on Instagram. And I'm not a big fan of buying any sort of cardio equipment for training because I get I get bored with it. I think most of it's kind of stupid. I didn't want a treadmill or an exercise bike or elliptical or whatever. But I think you got sold by Lolo Jones. 
Oh, I mean, Lolo Jones uses it, so you know it's going to be legit, right? That's But I saw this, and I had been looking at a skier's edge, which was a device that a lot of folks in the ski industry have you know known about or talked about. It's been around for a while. But one thing that really, really, really pissed me off about Skier's Edge is if you go to their website, they don't even have a price for their stupid product. Are you serious? You, ha- you have to fill out an information form. Uh, and give me your email and all this other bullshit. Here's, where's the phone number where we can reach out to you to let you know about our product and what it costs? I'm like, this is 2020. Just tell me how much your stupid ass product cost, and yeah. I'll decide whether I think it's worth it and buy it or not. Did you ever find out how much it is? I still have no idea, but I did go onto eBay and see one selling for over $800. Get the F out of here. And that was for not the highest end one. There's like a high end one that you have with your boots and it costs more money. Right around the same time that I found this so Arab ski thing. It was one of the top ones, the big mountain skier trainer, yeah. $1,490. Fourteen ninety, so fifteen hundred dollars yeah. for that. Holy crap! And that is where the Aeroski, I think, its greatest feature lies is if you do want something that mimics the movement of skiing. This thing is like under four hundred bucks with shipping, with tax, with everything. I think it lists at three ninety nine, but they're still doing pre sale prices, so they're knocking fifty bucks off and. It's still a decent amount of money, but it's nowhere close to what those skiers' edges cost. No, this is reasonable to get in and, and see how it goes. I tell you, even if it, you know, you, you think about equipment, right? Even if it lasts a, a few years, it's worth it, right? If you wear it out. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that is, is nice about it, it is, it is relatively small. So if you don't have a ton of space, you can, you can, you can fit it. So I'm going to take my microphone out of the slot here so I can actually walk over. So you just got this, right? So it came last week and we were originally, I feel like I'm I'm hosting some sort of (laughs) cruise ship event here. So I got this last week and we were going to podcast Friday and then Saturday. But Brian kept delaying it because Brian never took it out of the stupid box. So if you're watching on video, you can see this bad boy here. So it's got the uh, the base, which has the curved railings. It has the, the slider piece here. It's on wheels. And what they have, and you can't really see it, and I can't really, I don't know if I can show this, but right down there, they have these thick rubber bands. And on this slider piece, there are built-in, yeah, there's, I don't know if you call them poles or posts, and the rubber band connects from the frame on the bottom to the post on this slider here. Oh. And they, there's a couple different ways to set it up, and they do it, they say based on weight. So if you are... So it's almost like the Bowflex, the tension thing? A little bit. So if you're up to 130 pounds, you would use one band. And then 130 to 172 bands, 170 to 223 bands, then 220 to 265, four bands. Big ice cream day, throw an extra band on. Uh, yeah, or if you really want to challenge yourself, you get an extra band. As you can see, there are the two spots for your feet. And these things really just kind of sit in here. 
which I was like, ooh, that seems a little... Get you to hover right there. I wouldn't want to say loosey-goosey, but it's like really that's all it is. Is They're just in place and they allow full kind of rotational movement, which at first I was like, that's kind of weird. But then I did it and I was like, oh, that actually is kind of nice because you do have that freedom to to move side to side like you would when you're you're skiing. Yeah. Well, you want to practice putting your your feet in that position too, right? Getting your feet angled. Yeah, yeah. which is nice that this thing does that. That's actually a pretty neat feature of it and see on the sides here. Actually, I don't know if you can see on the ends here, there's a stopper, like a rubber stopper. So you can only go so far. Otherwise mm. you could possibly just fly off the side. The way I currently have it set up, I have the regular support frame on here. So there's something to hold on to in the front to get used to the movement. Uh, so you don't fly off. Yeah. The, the frame you can hold on to in front. It's set up now. It's locked in place, and it just has this this frame that you can keep your keep your hands in front of you and hold on to it while you're going back and forth. Right. There is a setting on here where you can take the screw out and put the poles in there, and the poles swing back and forth, so you can have those to get the the upper body movement as well. I tried that. I didn't love it. I I probably need to try it again once I get more comfortable with the machine itself. Yeah. But it is an option and it did come with it, which is nice. Well, they show on the website, I guess there's three levels, right? One is having that bar. The mm -hmm. other is having the poles and the other is nothing that you're just doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's eventually what you want to get to because, you know, if you want to do a lower body leg workout, I mean, you're not really, when you're skiing, you're not holding on to anything in front of you to yeah. give you support. So that's eventually what you want to lead up to. Hmm. Pretty cool. There is a piece right here. This is their little calorie counter or stepper. Oh, nice. And it just plugs into this part right here. I will say that is the chintziest little electronic piece I think I've ever seen. Yeah. It just, it sound it feels cheap. It looks kind of crappily put together. And I have no idea how to turn it off. <laughs> I've tried several things. It doesn't it actually forever. tell you. Well, it's got two AAA batteries. And I tried multiple presses because there's one button on there in the front. I tried holding the button. I tried pressing it a couple different ways. I looked at the manual. I could not find out how to turn this thing off. So I just pulled the battery out. Nice. Which was probably not the right way, but that's all I could. Dude, that's like my dad. When you want to shut off the computer, just unplug the goddamn thing. Unplug the goddamn thing. Jeez, that's the move. Take the batteries yeah. out. Shuts it right down. Yeah. So let's see if I can pull this off here. I have my headphones on and I have my microphone. All this right. Could, this could be like America's Funniest Home Videos going this down right be. here. This is live America's Funniest Home Videos. So, right, there, so, now. so there is one other piece down there that I don't have in place right now. Which maybe I should try that. There is a uh, like a safety hinge down here. So you put this this hook on. So it hooks it in place so that it doesn't move initially. Mm. So you can get on it. But as soon as you slide to the one direction, it automatically comes off and gets out of the way. Well, now, I love I'm, the fact that you can use your ski boots on it. Well, I don't know if you're supposed to. Nothing, I've, sh nothing I've shown. Now, I guess if you have smaller feet, which I don't have huge feet, but I also don't have tiny feet. I wear a 26 and a half ski boot size, but they fit in this, which is kind of cool. So right nice. now I'm just kind of, if you hear, kind of going back and forth, hold on to the handle. 
So you get kind of, it's weird at first, but you kind of get the motion. Now you're like, Oh, you know, this is actually the right motion for skiing. And then you can kind of take your hand off. You get more comfortable. Doesn't feel exactly like skiing, but it feels a lot more like skiing than a bike or an elliptical or any other cardio like device. Skiing than sitting in a freaking apartment during coronavirus quarantine. Exactly. I'm saying. And it does. I will tell you, I did a, a short workout earlier today. I did like a five minute workout and my legs, my out, outer thighs on both sides, we were burning. Nice. So it's definitely hitting those, those harder to reach with exercise ski areas, which was exactly the reason why I got this because anything you can do to get yourself feeling like your muscles are ready for ski season is a positive thing in my book. It's not bad. It's actually kind of, it's different, which is why it's fun. Now, let me ask you, it's a nice sunny day. You want to get a little sun, but you also want to fit a workout in. Do you put this on the front lawn, no shirt, and just do a little, do about a half hour on that thing? You could do the Canadian uh, bathing suit, the little, you know, (laughs) little man thong. A little banana hammock? A banana hammock. Works. Well, that's the thing. You, you This thing really is, I don't want to say portable, portable, but I have it in my basement right now. And I was thinking, you know, on the weekend, say it's a rainy day and I want to be in front of my big TV watching a game. If oh, those ever yeah. happen again. That's right. Just put this thing behind the couch and just bang it out while you're, you know, watching a game. Or yeah, if you're watching for, for Benjamin, right? Sure yeah. <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah or watching say we watch a uh a tgr or a warren miller movie Sweet. put this thing on you know bang out a quick like 10 15 20 minute workout while you're watching something else not bad that's where this thing is perfect i think because it's again it's not if you take this frame off the uh the frame in front yeah. which is i mean it's maybe what three feet by foot and a half that's and a all it piece, is right it is. And all it is is one screw on each side. Nice. So it'll come off super easy. And this other piece, it's not even that heavy. It's maybe 30 pounds and you grab it. It's relatively small. You bring it somewhere, you bring it outside, you bring it upstairs and you can just use it. There isn't much else to it. There isn't a lot of electronics, not a lot of complicated parts to it. It's just really just the slider with those rubber band attachments and then the stoppers keeping you from flying off. Sweet. I could see you pairing this up with a grill. You, you grill in while you, <laughs> you could, if you're one of those, uh, <laughs> same one of those guys who's doing a, a brisket for eight hours, you want oh, something yeah. to do. You just stand there with your brisket, your ski boots on pig roast, just pig turn roast. in that pig, just like going back and forth. Yeah. You know, again, it's, it, it's, it's not super cheap, but it's also not, a deal breaker, but That's I think not a bad price point. And just for, again, being able to do other things while you're on this thing. I think that's where, what makes this thing fun is that it is different movements and you're not going to be able to replicate that in a lot of different ways. Unless you want to jump around back and forth, which, Hey, you totally could do that and not spend the money. I get it. But this thing is actually fun to use in, uh, at least in the short amount of time I've, I've tried it out. It does you also probably mount a, a mount for a laptop on that and work while you're doing that. <laughs> or you could just have your laptop, have like a standing desk. Yeah. Have it high cool. enough. Take Check this it. thing off, take off the, uh, the, the hand support rail. Yep. 
you could actually bang out some emails while you're skiing. I think that would work. Now, this also comes with a VR headset. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, do they have something for you to download? Like They do. do. They have an app okay. that's part of the uh, the whole AeroSki family of products. And it comes, you, know, you just go to the site, download it, put your phone in here. There's like the slot where... Let's see if you, you slide your phone right in. Slide your phone back in. And they have the the app and there's different levels you can do. And again, I've only done one of them so far. And what it is, there's all these, you know, it looks like a snowy ski, you know, ski slope. And you there's these snowflakes you can get. And you have to it uses retinal detection and it looks where you're looking, and that's where the direction you go. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. The problem is, I mean, if you're not comfortable with VR or you haven't done it a lot, at least I know I almost fell a couple times because oh, you're, yeah. you're you're going back and forth on this device. So you're kind of, you know, like you'd be skiing straight because you're going back and forth. You're going left, you're going right. And eventually all the left and the right has you going straight. In this game, you have to sort of go left or right to aim towards those snowflakes. So you're going left and right and your eyes are looking in another direction. And mm. it's almost, you know, if you wanted to go left, you would kind of lean, you know, on your, on your, uh, your edges to go in that direction. Yeah. So it's, it's not the most identical replication of how you should be physically to what you're seeing in front of you, which was a little bit awkward. That's the only one I've tried so far. I don't know if they have different versions of it on different levels or different games. It's a little gimmicky and the graphics, it's it's like someone like my first VR game. Uh, I don't know if they're planning on on doing anything different with that, open sourcing it, allowing others to build apps for it. I have no idea. I doubt they've probably thought that through or have any real plans for that. Yeah. You know, they're probably just focusing on the hardware, which is understandable. But again, it's That's pretty cool. Though. There isn't much to it. It's pretty quick to set up and it was it's fun to use. If you do have some bucks sitting around, 300, 400 bucks and you want to get something different cardio-wise to use and you like skiing, you could do a lot worse than this thing. Well, it seems like it's a little bit of a lower impact, right? So you're That's saving a definitely. lot of your knees and, and a lot of the wear and tear on your body too, doing that kind of workout, right? That's a really good point. Yeah. So I guess if you are jumping back and forth, you really can do a lot of a lot of damage to your knees because that high impact jumping, you know, when you get a little bit older, can really mess you up. But like you said, this Again, is that muscle workout without the pounding on those knees. It's a great point. Yeah, it's a lot smoother lot lower impact and again it's kind of fun doing it sliding around yeah so i'm doing it now with the two bands i'm probably gonna add the third band uh next time i do it to try that one out but so you had a uh, band and drinks per per drink you had another band i mean, <laughs> well it only comes with <laughs> three a drinking game like that i'm just saying unfortunately it only comes with three bands ah. but you can purchase more on their site if you want a little bit more challenging I'm really curious to see how 
doing these workouts is going to pay off. Like if I do stick with this and do it a couple times a week, going into next ski season, will it make me a better skier? I guess that's really what I want to find out by doing this. Kind of keep track, do a couple different workouts, do it enough where it should make some sort of impact and see if it changes anything once I get on the snow. Well, at the very least, if it keeps you healthy, right? That That's the biggest thing. I mean, I wanna, you go on the website, you look at Lolo Jones's abs and you go, I have to have this device. Abs of Jones. Abs, she looks stunning. But like I said, it's, it's fun. It's a fun device. And again, if it, makes, if it makes you better at skiing when you're on the snow, that's worth a few hundred bucks to me. Yeah, there's worse things to spend your money on. Let's put it that way. For sure. I'm sure you could buy a pair of Yeezys for the same price as this device. Yeezys. And the Yeezys aren't going to do anything for your abs. Exactly. Very cool, man. Well, thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah, I will. You know, I'll keep posting stuff about it during the summer to keep people informed on how it's been working out. If I find any new workouts, check it out at tryaeroski.com. And again, they're not paying us. They did not give us this device. I purchased this with my own money. Not a paid advertisement. Cheap bastards. Not a paid advertisement, but I I do enjoy the product. So if you're interested, tryaeroski.com if you want to check it out. If you want more information or want to give tips or have questions, hit us up, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Under the ropes. Mario, take us down this journey of luxury. Brian found this great mattress that I think he's probably going to buy some for his whole house. This is the Pretty Hastings. sure every bedroom is going to get one of these. Of, of course. The Hastings Grand Vividus Mattress. Um, so there are many perks to be, being Drake. One of them is you get exclusive access to drops, including luxury mattresses. Champagne Poppy became the first, own, uh, first person to own Hastings Grand Vividus Mattress and featured the uber-opulent bed in a tour on his Toronto abode with Architectural Digest. Uh, and is now available to the ma- masses. This is a collaboration. <laughs> because with the masses have been clamoring for this. <laughs> yes, especially at this price. Um, created in collaboration with designer Ferris Rafuli, the bed borrows from Swedish brands saddle-making heritage by utilizing me- materials like burnished leather, suede, and metal, while the mattress itself is made from wool, cotton, and horsehair. I mean, I can't remember last time I slept on a bed not made of horsehair. Yeah, you know, I see a lot of like fancy mattresses made out of horsehair. I'm like, why is that good? Like, what if you're allergic? That's so luxurious. Like, is it like secretariat's hair? Is it this the secretariat's hair? Now we're talking. Is it the two hundred thousand dollar horse semen horse's hair? Who is the fancy horse? I want his hair. You'd have to think there's some sort of levels to horsehair, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely are. I used to play a string instrument, the bass, and your horsehair bow, very different horsehair. There's there's the mare, and then there's the secretary horsehair bow that you're like, oh, this is a lot different. (laughs) So saying each one takes 600 hours to complete and boasts a life expectancy of up to 50 years. I don't know. I guess if you're Drake, you're you're thinking you're going to break that thing in a few years. Like, if you don't, like, people are like, oh, what's up, man? You're not using it? So, both the mattress and trunk-like frame are covered in check print that is available in both black and navy blue. 
Which so, is important because you look at your mattress and your box springs so often. You do. You you always, you know you take it off the cover and then you look at it and say, oh yeah, it's the same color. I like I like how that looks. And I look at my grand vividus embroidering where it says "Life Well Lived" to remind yeah. myself that this mattress was worth it. Was worth it, and you are worth it. So this is starting at four hundred thousand dollars each. Starting at four hundred thousand dollars for a mattress and box spring. Yes. Where so, does it finish if it starts at four hundred thousand? You know, I don't know. I guess you could have like stuff built into it, like for something this price. Maybe you want like secretary horse hair. Now that's an upgrade, right? Up that's a big upgrade. It's like when you go to the uh, the car configurer on the website. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, you want the fancy platinum package? Is like ten thousand bucks. Boom, you're pressing buttons. You're like, what, where, how did I get this car at that price? Um, actually, you could book a bed test, I see here. Oh. So I would love to have you deliver a $400,000 mattress knowing I'm not going to buy it because I just want to test the bed. It's like, sir, your house is worth $200,000. We are bringing over a $400,000 mattress. So there's, four, there's a four-step bed test. So... One is your needs. How would you like to wake up? Two is your sleep. Good night, sleep tight, sweet dreams. Three is your posture. Uh, you're unique even when you sleep. And then four is your bed. When we're ready to craft the bed of your dreams. So, so oh, I want to see it. I want to see if there's a store in my zip code. <laughs> But yeah, there's all kinds of like brackets and buckles and they're talking about the the design of this this checker pattern on oh, they the They have one at Bloomingdale Short Hills. Look at that. Right near you. Because of course they do. I mean, what does your net worth have to be if you can go I need a new mattress. You know what? Let's call those Hastings guys. Let's get one in here. The grand I'm worth four hundred thousand dollars. I'm getting a mattress. That's it. Just a match. Do you want a car? No, I want a mat. I want to. You can't start anything without a good night's sleep. It's true. Do you want to buy a Ferrari or a mattress? Exactly. What are you gonna go to friggin' sleepies like a basic bitch? You could get a Ferrari and cut open the like, take the engine out and put the mattress in it, just like the kids, like mattress. <laughs> kid child's bed, yeah, child's race bed. car bed. Oh, that'd be great! Like a freaking just take a chainsaw to like a, a Ferrari. I just put this mattress right in it. I just like, what could it possibly feel like to lay on that makes it worth $400,000? It feels like a thousand model hands caressing you to sleep. Is it one of those things where people buy it and they think it's amazing because they spent $400,000 on it? Or is there actually really a difference? It feels like when you're being you lay on it by Joe Biden as he strokes his sleep. <laughs> just like smelling. <laughs> The mattress is smelling you. It's like, what the hell, bro? What the fuck, dude? You're a mattress. Why are you smelling me? I smell you. You don't smell me. <laughs> Can I get the Harvey Weinstein version? Oh. <laughs> oh. It's made with... It's different. They're saying their beds are luxury beds. They have experts that will help you. Designers that will design the bed. Like, I thought it was already designed. So how? what would be the maximum you would pay for a bed? If it said, if they said, listen, this bed, as soon as you lay down on it, you're guaranteed to get eight hours of comfortable, 
uninterrupted sleep? I tell you, my, the maximum I paid for the, my bed was the last bed I, I bought, and it was like 800 bucks from Costco. It's the Costco gel mattress fucking awesome thing. Mm. And I made my own... Uh, I don't have a box ring. I made my own frame. And two by fours, sweat, and a whole lot of man shit going on in there. Thug life. Thug life. That thing doesn't move. So I once spent three thousand dollars on a mattress. God damn! And it was on sale. Damn! So what'd you do with the other two thousand dollars? Uh, you bought a thousand dollar mattress, and then what'd you do with the other two thousand? And I will tell you, it was a <laughs> massive disappointment. God damn it! Yeah. It was. It was like a hybrid bed, so it was partially high spring end mattress at Costco. Go. Queen Mary, mother of them all. That's the one you've got to get. Well, I got, we, so we actually got rid of that mattress because it was starting to get all, it, it was getting sunk in on the sides where we slept and the middle was kind of a humpish. But well, now, if you spent another $397,000, you would have gotten the mattress that you should get. Exactly. But now we have this bed from Ikea, which is like a foam one. And it was, I don't know, we actually got it as a gift and nice it's so much more comfortable than that bed was and yeah. i think i think it may have been 1200 bucks oh wow and it's so much more comfortable it's not as hot it doesn't it doesn't get that clumping in the middle and sinking on the sides yeah now, do you but have a I, queen or a king and a king yeah but i, I would have queen because king's too big for me <sighs> i like to have everything close melanie's little i just Grab it right in there. Like I don't. On a I want to be separate. Ah. I want to be separate. I want goddamn space in the middle. I don't want to be too close. If I want to be close, I can get close. But I want freedom. I need freedom in my bed. But I would happily spend ten thousand dollars if you can get me a guaranteed eight hours of sleep by the moment I hit that bed till when I need to get up. I don't think that's humanly possible. Unless, but if there was a way that they the bed guarantee for it. sleeping, I have problems sleeping because my mind races. Just I'm nuts. That's why. That's why. That's part of my thing too. And I drink too much coffee too late in the day. Yeah. Which because I wasn't drinking in April, I couldn't counter it with anything. Mm. Back in my younger days, I would counter it with a lot of bourbon. So I would drink coffee till like seven o'clock at night, and then just lots of bourbon till I passed out. Oh, uh, there you go. Not One great for every coffee you've had during the day. Not the smartest move, not the best for the liver or any of your organs, really. But it got yeah. the job done. Gets the job done. But yeah, like a mattress, it it is very important. And it's the problem is like, how do you pick one out? It's just such a bunch of bullshit when they sell you a mattress. Like you just got to try it out. You got to get on it. You got. I didn't even try mine out. I looked at reviews all over. I looked at consumer reports. I looked at everything. And I got the one that has the springs, the foam, the topper. Like, it has all the shit built in. And they're like 20, 30 years guarantee. I don't even know what the guarantee is. But they're like, you don't have to turn it. You don't have to do anything to it. I built this frame that you could probably drive a truck on. (laughs) The thing is not going to (laughs) move. Literally, you could probably drive a truck on it. It's like two by fours all two by fours and four by four uh, posts. And uh, so thing doesn't move. It's like putting it on a floor and you just chuck it on there and, and that's it. And I got all the storage underneath. It's great. Nice. So chuck it on there. And I got to say that's, it's a pretty good sleep. Yeah. 
Imagine you were in a nice ski share house and they actually had these beds in your share house. I get a nice good night's sleep. Instead, you got the, the, we had the one at the ski house that I actually brought the board up and I put the board on because you used to sink in. Oh yeah. We used to like, you know, it would turn into a U shape. <laughs> so I put the board in and I was like, ah, oh, this is great now. But yeah, it was pretty rough. So yeah, if you want to get a nice fancy bed, I'll have the link in the show notes at skibumpodcast.com. If you want to gift one of those to the ski bums, just contact us at Mario at skibumpodcast.com and Brian at skibumpodcast.com. And we'll let you know where to deliver it. Or we, Maybe, it up. We, we should have a contest. Who can have the best video as to why they should buy us a $400,000 mattress? That would be great. If you right? want to create a little Instagram video, be like, here's why I think you can, you know, you should get the mattress. That'd be great. And you will then buy being part of this contest, you will be contractually obligated to purchase the mattress for us if you win. I just got to say, I'm looking at the people represented on this website and I'm I'm thinking they wouldn't let me walk into the store. Yeah, we'd probably get thrown out pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm afraid. Like, they probably have a buzzer, like like at Tiffany's, where they got to buzz you in. Yeah, right. They'd be like, no, <laughs> you can't come in. I'm like, I want to get in. I really want to come in and look. No, I'm sorry. You can't. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm very serious about buying a $400,000 mattress. It's like, sir, you drive a 14-year-old Subaru Legacy. I know you cannot afford this mattress. <laughs> you can look from outside. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Can I just touch it? Oh, they have different ones. Let's see the, let's see the, ooh, they have the adjustable. <sighs> It's their the Craftmatic? Version, it's their version of the Craftmatic. See? Nice. I bet you they took the patented Craftmatic technology. And and they, just, they just jacked it. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's probably out of patent now because hasn't the Craftmatic been around for like 50 years? Yeah. That thing's solid, too. Nobody ever complains about a Craftmatic. It's... I need one of those. They're kind of awesome. That one's only $700,000. Oh, that's, that's chump change. So, so you're saying you're only going to buy two? I'm only going to, yeah. Where's, do you have bunk beds? <laughs> bunk beds? What sort of bunk beds do you guys make? Do you have a bunk bed where I push a button and it puts me up to the second level of the bunk bed and tucks me in? It's always very concerning when there's no mention of prices anywhere on this site. I know. And they're not even like, send us your email and we'll tell you the price. They're just like, there's no, if you have to ask, you can't afford. Exactly. I'm thinking you get the Craftmatic one, get rid of your couch, and you watch TV on that thing all the time. It's not a bad idea, right? You're always reclining. <laughs> you're always comfortable. You're always kept. My problem is when I recline or I put my head up, like I tend to just slide down. I don't know if I don't. Maybe I don't have enough ass. You just ass fold in half? Like I don't have enough ass to keep me grounded, so I just slide. I don't know. I think I have biker's ass. It's, it flattens out. like Biker's ass, yeah. Biker's ass, it's bad. Yeah, it's not good. All right, well, if you had this wonderful bed, I'm sure you would have to get a cat. And I'm sure the cat would not even get up on the bed or dig its claws into it or anything. Yeah. Or pee on it. Nothing. Nah. Nothing. There has been a rash of... Pets acting strangely, though, during this whole quarantine. Hmm. And the folks at Vox have come up with some animal behaviorists who are trying to explain this whole phenomenon. 
And a lot of people, again, have been reporting with their pets acting strange. Some are saying they're leaving old habits. They're acting more clingy. Uh, one of the people they were talking to, uh, based in Clearwater, Florida there, Mary, I'll oh. by you, says her male cat started running into walls and bouncing off of them, something he had never done before. All of her four cats have begun hissing and growling and even purring seems louder than usual. A student in New Zealand is saying that her cat used to spend all her time in the backyard. Now she barely goes out instead opting to smother with affection the family members she had long chosen to ignore. In Italy, there's reports of, of animals having trouble with new routines. Another person reported that her husband normally travels often so the switch to be permanently homebound has alarmed her dog saying the dog hasn't gotten over it and still spends much of the day on the sofa giving <laughs> giving us suspicious looks because the dog's looking like aren't you guys gonna leave i got my stuff to do my secret stuff that you didn't never know what i do that yeah. i do when you're not home another pet owner says that her cat tackles her yoga mat whenever she tries to do burpees so back during the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, which a lot of experts are comparing this current 2020 pandemic to, pet owners put face masks on their cats and dogs. What? A physical representation that pets were struggling with the outbreak just as much as people were. Hmm. So like little Hannibal Lecter pets all over the place? I think it's more just... Make, that's not going to make quarantine better. <laughs> yeah, right. One of the professors of veterinary behavioral medicine that they spoke to is says that it is a big change for the animals too, because they're so used to having their own routines that yeah. now having their, their, their owners around has, has messed up their way of living. So now they're trying different things and they're, they're no having to adjust. Yeah. You used to go on, you go to work and like, I can nap for like five hours. Yeah. You, bitching at me or making noise and now you're around like imagine being a latchkey yeah. kid and you used to be able to come home and do your thing and watch your cartoons do whatever and then all of a sudden your parents are just home when you get home and you're like, like fuck and they're like don't do this and don't do that and make sure you do your homework it's like, so pets are crazy we're crazy i get it pets we're are, still locked down that whole their schedules all thrown off think about it. so here's the messed up part too is after the quarantine's over they just start getting used to you being home. Like they could shit at like one o'clock in the afternoon. You're going to take me out for a walk. Let's go. I want to go for a walk. I want to use the bathroom. Now you go to work. You're not around. They're like, what the fuck? Topsy turvy. I want to leave a log for you when you come home. How about that? Topsy turvy. Just can't win with this goddamn coronavirus. Can we? I know. Definitely. No, man. Yeah. Well, at least there's potential silver lining light at the end of the tunnel with ski areas possibly opening Memorial Day weekend we shall see we're still locked down but we're still cranking out podcasts so thank you so much for listening we do appreciate it check us out skibumpodcast.com we are still on the socials find us Twitter Facebook Instagram at skibumpodcast send us a message skibumpodcast at gmail.com we're also on YouTube check out our shop skibumpodcast.com slash shop Thank you again so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Stay safe, stay strong, keep exercising, get ready for ski season because it could be coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And we will talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay fluting. See ya.